If you want heaps good history, a little touch of mystery with lots of hilarity, it's Adelow. Welcome to Adelow. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sensational, amazing. I promise to do no more singing tonight, so that, that'll be that. <laughs> I can't promise anything. <laughs> How are we all? We're excited hey. to be here. Our first ever live show, Tom. Very first Adelol live ever. Can you believe it? We are here. We are so grateful you were here as well. Basically, what Adelol is about, for those of you who don't know, is we are a podcast. And what we do is we explore stories from South Australia's unique... And often hilarious history. And there has been a lot of hilarious stuff happening in South Australia. I can tell you that much. Absolutely. Every week we have a beer of the episode. And seeing as we're at the Crown and Anchor Pub with a great selection of local brewed beers, we have a beer of the episode this week. Dan, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a sparkling ale because to hell with tomorrow. I think that should be their new slogan. He's not driving (laughs) home. I'm drinking a Cooper's Pale Ale and I'll give you the tasting notes. Although I'm sure you've all sampled it before. Our pale is naturally conditioned in the bottle or keg. The traditional Cooper's brewing method produces the trademark sediment that gives our ales a distinctive fine and cloudy appearance. And that's why you have to roll them when they're in the bottle. There you go. This beer is a deep golden colour and pours with a generous level of foam to unlock its full (laughs) flavour potential. Make sure to roll before pouring. Obviously, not if it's... From a keg. Just do it anyway. I think um, it'll be good. No additives, no preservatives. Hello. There we go. Fantastic. Same with the sparkling ale. Tasting notes for the sparkling ale. You are going to feel terrible in the morning. So that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's about that. You, so that's you all will we feel need. good <laughs> until you get to the sixth one and then you'll stand up to go to the toilet and then you'll realise. That's, that's done. Hey, guys, come yeah. on in. You've oh, it's the show, guys. Of course, they're late. Who would have right. thought? So welcome, welcome. Hello. So we are here and we are going to explore a piece of South Australian history. We now. Are. I thought, first show, South Australia, let's do something big. We're at the Crown and Anchor. I was going to do the Crown and Anchor, but then I investigated a burglary that happened at the Crown and Anchor. Okay, someone died? Many people died at the Crown and Anchor, okay. and the, the pub is cursed, uh, according to history. So if this show fails tonight, that's completely why, you know, uh, show is uh, cursed. I'm not sure if you've counted how many people are in the audience, but... Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. obviously ticket the sales were cursed. The curse is alive and well. <laughs> the ticket sales were cursed as well. But anyway, we thank you all for being here. But it led me to a, a couple of robberies in the area, so I thought I'd do a bit of reading backwards. And tonight, Tom... Uh-huh. Mm, yeah, a bit of jazz yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, not sure what's going, going on up. there. This is the story of Edwin Turner Osbaldiston. Edward Turner Osbaldiston. Yeah, that's right. Does Go anyone on. know Edwin Turner Osbaldiston? No? Good, because neither does a lot of books that I had to read, but... He's hilarious, and here he we go. He was both a Turner and an Ombudsman. Uh, he wasn't either of those things, but okay. he did have an interesting life, go to on. say the least. Okay. Edwin Turner Osbaldiston was born in the 1830s, Birmingham. Birmingham accent, please, Tom. Uh, people from Birmingham sort of talk like this, sort of <laughs> stick the lips out like they're, like they're at the back end of a dog's bottom. <laughs> and uh, they say intimidating things like, don't fuck with the Peaky Blinders. I've never watched that show, but we'll see how it goes. You're missing out. It's great. great Am television. I? Sam Neill. I love Sam Neill, so oh, I would watch well, that. Well, you won't if you watch Peaky Blinders. <laughs> He's the bad guy. Oh, no. Oh, that's why I don't watch it. Yeah. He was very proper, well-educated, and had many talents, including dancing, yep. calisthenics. Not a talent. <laughs> uh, being a masseuse. That's a talent. Yeah. Yeah, if yep. you've ever been to Thailand, you'll know that that's a talent. 
uh, as well as being a self-appointed chiropedist. Oh, no, hang on. Okay, okay, right. go, okay. Go on. Tell me what you think it is. A both, a both a chiropractor mm-hmm. and a pederast. Uh, no, and you could have gone much worse with the pedder joke. But um, ped, think feet. He yep. dealt with people's feet. I don't know what he did. So uh, both a chiropractor and a pedophile. That's <laughs> possibly, actually. Uh, and he was also a self-appointed hypnotist. Not a thing. Yep, definitely a thing. Absolutely not definitely a thing. Definitely a thing. Well, Hi- are you just hypnotised? Hypnosis is not a thing. Well, tell the 40 fucking fringe acts that are doing it this year. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so... Shout out to Matt Tarrant if he's listening. I think he's from the northeast. Yeah, um, northern suburbs. Anyway, he arrived. There's in no such thing <laughs> as the northeast. So Edwin Turner Osbaldiston arrived in Adelaide from Melbourne in 1867. He brought his wife and his two children with him. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you were saying he bought his wife and his two children, which <laughs> no. was something that people did in 1867. If you know anything about history, it's terrible. Uh, so, yes, more than likely he actually could have. Not our history. Our history's heaps good. But yeah, yeah, that's right. They leased an elegant townhouse in North Adelaide as their place of business. No elegant townhouses in North Adelaide. Well, probably, no, nah, yeah. You more want to go out to uh, the outer suburbs for those elegant sure. townhouses. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The fancy parts of town are uh, far north, far south. That's it. Edwin taught calisthenics in the room of the Not front. A thing. Yep, well, he did. He taught it in the front, front of the house, uh, and his business was an instant success. Yeah, doubtful. What is calisthenics? Isn't that when you teach a horse to trot? No, not at all. <laughs> that's, no, how would you get a horse in a house? <laughs> You're thinking equestrian. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. so I don't think it has anything to do with that. Uh, yeah. Calisthenics, is, it's something like Pilates and dancing. Does anyone actually know? I probably should have figured this out. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, so ponies. Yeah, you can get a Shetland yeah, pony yeah, in the okay, house. Cool. Yeah, awesome. there we yeah. go. Oh, okay. okay. Definitely not a thing then. Well, I, it actually is because Adelaide's leading families, eager for a taste of European culture, sent their daughters there. I love that. I love the idea that like people people were so remote and isolated that they they had this sense of what European culture was, and it involved like teaching their kids to twirl batons. I just have this like image that, that that's they think that that's a worthy way to invest their money because they're like they're getting a taste of Europe. It's like how people were wearing dresses that are like ten years old, but mm. they think it's the height of fashion I know, because I know. it took ten years to get to Australia back in those days. <laughs> And, like, several deaths along the way. Oh, yeah, clearly, absolutely. So many um, dead Germans. <laughs> History is full of death, by the way. That's why we're all here. Particularly Germans. But any... Mm, well, uh, but the entertaining and extremely flamboyant Edwin Turner of Osbaldison uh-huh. quickly became well-known and respected throughout the city of Adelaide. For the calisthenics. For the, for the calisthenics, and he was a very flamboyant man. Uh, okay, go on. During the time... Hence the masseuse. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. During the time Edwin and his family lived in North Adelaide, the immediate area surrounding his home was plagued by an epidemic of unsolved burglaries. So this is the little bit of mystery oh, that we talked about. Oh, hello. Where was I? With over a dozen mansions being broken into and robbed each fortnight uh, immediately around his house. And the common factor in all of them was... Horse poo, just everywhere. Okay. <laughs> just, just pony poo. All right. No, the culprit never left a single clue. Oh, hello. So this culprit was obviously... It's almost like he twirled his way in. That's right. <laughs> and trotted out. And he, tr- and he <laughs> trotted out with pearls in his pocket. Maybe. He was uh, massaging the law, that's for sure. But we don't know who it is yet. Okay. Okay. Fortunately for Edward... Let's not prejudge him. For some, for some reason, his house was never targeted at all. Sus. However, 
He wrote to the press. Oh, hello. Because and when you know someone writes to the advertiser, you know they're a little, you know, off, off, off the rocker. Uh, so he wrote to the press. Uh, if you're angry about anything in South Australia, write to a newspaper. That's right. It's my you, advice to you. You know, particularly if you are in that older demographic where yep. you were just angry about the world. If you live world. in Adelaide, it's fair to assume you are in the older demographic. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. But um, shout out to the older demographic here tonight. Uh, there are... Welcome. <laughs> oh, Welcome. thanks for laughing, Dennis. They're like, huh? <laughs> 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 that? What's that? <laughs> I'm going to be writing a complaint to the advertiser about this show. <laughs> Don't worry, they already hate us, so it's fine. Um, uh... So he wrote a letter. Dick and fart jokes. He wrote a letter deploring the lawlessness of the area and criticising the inefficiency of the police. Oh dear. The letter was passionate and caused wide comment by the locals. Edwin had established himself as a concerned citizen. Uh, I would like to voice my opinion on this issue. Mm. I am from mm-hmm. Birmingham, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of crime in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. If, you've, if you know a lot about, if you've ever seen the show Peaky Blinders, which you won't have because it won't be on television for another hundred years. Um, but um, I am not happy with the state of affairs in my local community. North Adelaide has always been a rough area, I must yeah, say. Yeah, still is. So Edwin was ba- essentially the start of Neighbourhood Watch. I think we can trace it back to 1867. Uh, right. But um, he, was, uh, he established himself as a concerned citizen and no one suspected the young, athletic English gentleman whose house was one of the very few in North Adelaide to have been targeted by a thief as the actual suspect. Sus. Not sus at all. Just a guy who's concerned about the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soon after Edwin nor- left North Adelaide, the bout of robberies in the area instantly stopped. Who would have thought? Interesting. He moved to another comfortable re- residence on Grenfell. I think I know what's going to happen. What, what's going to happen? Um, everything will be fine and there'll <laughs> be no more robberies in Adelaide and it'll resolved itself and it turned out the robber died. Uh, well, he, he did die eventually, obviously, because this is the 1860s. But um, no, that's not what's going to happen. That's not what's going to happen. Okay. He moved into a comfortable residence on Grenfell Street, which is where we are sitting tonight. Oh, hello. Now, I tried to find the actual address of the place. I couldn't find an address, but the nearest I could find was he was on the north side of the road, which is where we are, and he was Excellent. just east of Hindmarsh Square. So I think he was actually on the block where the police building is at the moment. So less than 50 metres from where we are sitting is the story of the man we are talking about tonight. And on the location of the current Safe Hall Police Building. Yeah, and there's... Prob- How ironic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Certainly a, a lot to do. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> so I believed he lived on that corner or there's an internode building. It was either that or the Sable building, but I'm pretty sure it was the Sable building. Interchode, yep. Well, mm, that's all right. Maybe that's what Edwin's into. Ah, very fine boy. Seuss, of course. <laughs> Thank he's, you. He's into Chode. That's where they got the name from. That's it. That's it. Um, so he moved to Grenfell Street, right, right near Hindmarsh Square, and the area uh, immediately became plagued with home invasions. Uh, including some patrons who were staying and lodging at the Crown and Anchor at the time, which is how I found out about this story. Excellent. There you go. There you go. Any of them part of the ghost stories that would later turn up? Oh, the there are a lot of ghost stories at the Crown and Anchor. Okay. Yep. Obviously. I'm feeling a cold chill as we, as you tell me. <laughs> I'm boiling up here. Can anyone see the sweat? I'm yeah, oh, it's, it's quite toasty. In We've here. never done this before. Ooh. Anyway, it's going well. But anyway, <laughs> around. <laughs> go on. It's <laughs> the biggest joke all night. But around this time, Edwin branched out into new fields of business. One of his businesses was going to the city baths 
And uh, this is where the masseuse thing comes in, isn't it? <laughs> well, not quite. He He's went to the, go to the city baths. <laughs> I'm sure he did a lot of the city baths, but he set up a business. Um, removing corns and bunions from people's oh, feet. Oh, oh yeah. come on. I know. That was a thing. He was the chiropetist. I'm not only a, a, a <laughs> chiropetist, but I'm also a masseuse. Mm, let me um, lick your corn. You ever, you ever gone on holiday to Thailand? <laughs> Ooh. Corn. You like a bit of corn? Ooh, I do. Boom, <laughs> not <laughs> Thank you to the one person who gets that. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> also, also, just like just setting the scene. Let's say you want to spend time in a uh, in a in a bathhouse, which I do. Who doesn't? <laughs> so, mid nineteenth century, you head to the bathhouse. Um, it's about the only place, the only location where you really get to see a bit of flesh, because obviously, like Victorian society, it was it, you had to keep everything covered up. Oh. How do you broach the subject with a stranger that they have corns and or bunions that you think need to be attended to? Well, I th- like in, in, like like uh, let's just like let's assume we're on you know we're we're in a bathhouse we're uh, naked we're sitting. Oh, we don't next need to, to be. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. <laughs> like, let, I just let's just in our minds let's think about being naked together. Okay, and um, you know, and so let's like, go back to last week. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like, how do you start that conversation? Where do you begin with the like you know you sort of. Your eyes drift lower Go down. on the torso, and you don't stop in the mm. obvious place. Um, you keep going, and uh, and then it's uh, your feet don't look so good. Well, obviously the open <laughs> the opening line is hmm. you've been you've been on your feet all day. That's it. Working I s- hard, hardly well, working. I think you're opening. Um, <laughs> do you want me to do something about those corns? No, no, no. That's not how you do it. Your opening line is hmm. I see there's trouble afoot. Ah, there you go. Okay, there you go. Okay, there you go. So that was one of his jobs. Thanks. So he would just go to the bath. So he would just, no, just, he, he would just, just go to the bathhouse yeah. and then just not offer weird. to rub people's not weird foot bunions. He's like, I've got a file on. <laughs> like, I've got it with me. I've got it here because I was here yesterday rubbing another stranger's yep, foot. Fu- that's foot right. Fungus. I will bring it in and just sort out your calves. That's exactly on your feet. what he did. And that was only one what of his jobs. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> that was only one of his jobs. It gets weirder, by the okay. way. All right. <laughs> it gets much, much weirder. I'm up for it. Um, his other one was staging acts at Adelaide Town Hall. Now, these included a variety of song and gymnastics and calisthenics and horses, possibly. That we've. Uh, I like how we just make up the history as we go okay. along. It's yeah, like, well, sure, he had horses yeah, in there. Yeah, why, yeah, not? Yeah, why, yeah, not? Yeah, why not? Why uh, not? But this gained Edward Osbaldiston great success in South Australia and... All his shows were absolutely raved about. So, kind of a precursor to all the kind of weird and wacky circus shit that we have at the Fringe, where you basically go along and it's somebody wanking off a horse, <laughs> and, and they don't put it in the. They don't. Put you it have in the, been to Thailand, haven't you? <laughs> they don't put it in the Fringe Guide because it's like, what are you going to write in the Fringe Guide? I wank off a horse. <laughs> so like, they put it in the garden, and it's like, oh, five dollars. Oh, you want to come and see my little show? And it's like, okay, I'll yeah. give it a go. There's so like, many weird. Five dollars. How bad can it be? It's a guy wanking off a horse. <laughs> So what, what nights is that on? Just out of curiosity, just so I can avoid the garden that night. Uh, if you've got the internet, you will, you will know that $5 is a lot to pay to see that. But, but anyway, while the performers were on stage at these shows, a few people noticed a few things were going missing from the dressing room, just like menial stuff like combs and hairpins. He's hair a kleptomaniac. Pins. And heck, yeah, that's exactly right. So, But anyway. Pederast. Horse clep- trainer. Horse trainer. Yeah. Kleptomaniac. Masseuse. 
Jack, Tropidist, chiropractor. Jack of all trades. Jack off all Jack, trades. Jack of all <laughs> trades, yeah. yeah. But anyway, by July 1867, the robberies in the CBD were occurring each night and they were just absolutely rampant. The it was pub- like a 10 minute period between shows and that was when the, like, it was like crime spike. It was like, what ooh. can I get? Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, anyway, the public were extremely concerned. But the As police, would the police would were too busy preparing for the royal visit of Prince Alfred, Duke of Edinburgh. So, the crook remained at large. Now, Adelaide had just been chosen as the first stop on the first royal visit ever to Australia. So, when this was announced in 1867, everyone in the city just went absolutely crazy. Prince Albert was like, I I want to avoid the poor people. That's pretty much it, actually. And the the criminals. And they were like, well, we're going to Australia, so you don't really have much. All right, we'll go to Adelaide, and we'll go to North Adelaide, and then we'll come home. There's certainly no criminals in North Adelaide. Um, Adelaide was chosen as the first visit, as Tom has predicted, uh, because Western Australia still employed convict labour, and it was not regarded as a fit place Um, for a royal. Plus, it's WA. Who wants to go there? Western Australia still employed convict labour. As if that isn't their main source of labour now. Like it's the mining country. I'm, I'm pretty sure the mining industry is just fucking dudes. Yeah. 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 Find me some opals. Yeah. It's, right. uh, I can get a job with BHP. They don't do background checks, right? Yeah. Now, once it was announced that Adelaide was going to be the first stop, everyone just went absolutely crazy. Um, because we were only founded 30 years ago at this yeah. point. At, yeah, well, yeah. However. At this point. Beca- uh, because it was 1867, communication was extremely slow. Huh? What? Huh. Go on. This is the story of... No. Um, so... Uh, rolling, rolling blackouts. Is all, that what you're trying to tell us? <laughs> all Adelaide knew is That's that the, not an issue anymore. the prince was on his way. So everyone rushed to decorate the streets with bunting and posters and things of the like. Hey! And then they just waited. They just waited and waited for six weeks. The flowers died. The posters had faded. The bunting had fallen down. The ship hadn't arrived. The ship hadn't arrived. Uh, but finally, after I s- changed my mind. <laughs> w A it is. I hear they don't do background checks. I like to. I like to spend a bit of time with these ruffians. <laughs> now, when the ship did arrive at Glenelg in. On the 31st of October, 1867, nearly everyone in the colony lined the streets from Glenelg to Adelaide to catch a glimpse of the prince. People Of the, of the Prince Albert. Prince, people were going nuts. Prince Albert, Prince Alfred? Alfred. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Did I miss something? I'm, st- I'm, still on, I'm still on the masseuse vibe. Go on. Don't okay, mind. cool. Never mind. He uh, doesn't know what a Prince Albert is. What is it? Um, <laughs> I don't... I, I, Prince Alfred or Albert? Prince Albert. What it's, is it? It's when you get the end of your penis um, pierced with a bar. Oh, yeah. I did not know that, and I did not need to know that. But well, um, you know what? Haven't spent enough time with a time suit, obviously. <laughs> you know, if it ever comes up at a quiz night, now I know, so I'm good. So if it ever comes up at a quiz night, <laughs> now I know. What did that prince do to get that name? Only if I was writing the quiz questions. <laughs> Would that be at a quiz night? All right, fair enough. So, a large amount of staff had already been employed for Prince Alfred's visit. Uh, But no one had foreseen that the prince, when he arrived, would request his own personal masseuse and shampooer. Because you need that, don't you? 
<laughs> you need that. The story keeps getting better. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Excellent. Because I had, had an excellent masseuse in Western Australia. <laughs> very, very rough hands. Working, working class man. Salt of the earth. Uh, I, quite, I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. But um, from a pool of over 20 applicants, the upstanding citizen... <laughs> a pool of over 20 yeah, applicants. People, people love... Who wants to wank off royalty? <laughs> All right, that guy's got his hand up. All right, cool. Well, that's not where the hands ex- belong. I'm an experienced masseuse. <laughs> uh, are you a shampooer, though? Absolutely. <laughs> Let me smell that hair. If if the job requires shampooing, I will give some do some shampooing. Okay. But I'm all about the masseuse. Okay, cool. So over a pool of twenty applicants, Edwin a was I don't know, Edwin was the winner of the position. At this time there were only thirty five people in <laughs> South Australia. So the idea that tw- like twenty of those thirty five people put their hand off hand up to wank <laughs> off a member of the royal family. It's outstanding. It's outstanding. Well, it's good. And people say we're not committed to jobs and growth in this state. <laughs> so, Prince Alfred quickly proclaimed that uh, Edwin Osbaldiston was one of the best shampooers he had ever experienced. So and good on him. The, what about the masseuse? You, um, he kept that in his private diary. Okay. Right, okay. okay. So, for the next few weeks between shampooing and massaging... While the prince was out opening buildings and opening schools, do you want to guess what school? Uh, Smithfield Plains. Uh, (laughs) How would I guess that? (laughs) Smithfield Plains. Prince Alfred College, you idiot. Bob Francis' old school. (laughs) Prince Alfred I went to Prince Alfred College. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. There's a throwback. Um, (laughs) Dick Brain's out. Okay, so anyway, while the prince was out, Edwin just had free range of government house their headquarters, and all the prince's belongings. So Some stuff got nicked, didn't it? Oh, who would have thought? After several items of jewellery had unexpectedly gone missing... What a guess. A police agent named Doyle was assigned to the royal staff to investigate the thefts. Can't toil with Doyle. Within two hours of being appointed to the new position... I don't know what that means. Edwin was identified as the culprit. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hang on, how? Hang what on. Was was the process by which they identified... I think they actually saw him stealing stuff within the first two hours. He had sticky fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Through no fault of his own or my my own. (laughs) But uh, his his fingers were indeed quite sticky. Um, I feel so sorry for a few people in the audience who have no idea what this show is about. Um, So anyway, on the 15th of November, 1867... Uh, Doyle moved in to make his arrest on Edwin. As Edwin crossed uh, the government house lawns, uh, he noticed Doyle, uh, who was coming to arrest him, and immediately made a break back inside to government house. Okay, in my mind, he's okay. running across the lawn, and it's just like a string of pearls yep. out of his pocket. Mm. Um, a string of pearls down his yep. chest as well. <laughs> um, but a string, a string of pearls out of his pocket, and, and, and just like like ten watches. Yeah, look. <laughs> ten watches up his arm, and just like... A, like like an antique vase, like under, un, and he's just like, <laughs> and he just stops and he's like, oh fuck. <laughs> and he's just, he's just shuffling well, back, in, he's just shuffling back inside and gone. Well, you know what? If there's one thing he's experienced with, it's uh, handling the crown jewels. Hey, there we go. There you go. I didn't plan that joke either, oh, so that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, None of this is planned, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Oh, yeah. By the way, Tom never knows what the topic is going to be about if anyone doesn't know what's, what's happening there. So, I, And he actually yeah. didn't. Really um, know what day of the week we're recording. So anyway, so, so. several servants attempted to stop the fleeing man, but he knocked them over and dashed out the rear doorway onto North Terrace and quickly got lost in the crowd. 
Go on. Uh, <laughs> I thought you had a joke there. He's, like, he's going to make a joke about rear entrances. Is that uh, I, uh, come on, mate. Come on, that was a, that was a jokes handball. Write themselves. Anyway, um, Doyle arrived at his uh, Grenfell Street home just on the corner, right there, uh, a few minutes later, bastard. where there were four police waiting for him. So they arrested him and took him into his home to sit for a minute. To sit for a minute? <laughs> like, okay, just have sit a there. sit. You're clearly right, tired. Take the string of pearls out of the pocket. Give me the jewels. Wipe the string of pearls <laughs> off the chest. Um, Edwin begged the officers to let him use the toilet before taking him to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? He's, gonna, he's just going to try and escape. Well, that's exactly what happened. I, um, I, is that, um, which? What about my human rights? <laughs> which? I really need to piss. I haven't stolen anything. I've got to go to the toilet. And he just he's just like jimmying open the window. <laughs> Dodgy bastard. Uh, so he, uh, the officers used his calisthenics and his all yeah. of his Pilates. He was very. He's, he's, he's like, I'm, I'm gonna, ma- I'm gonna oil myself up with massage oil and just slip through the window crevice. <laughs> there you go. So he slid out the window and thus began the wildest chase Adelaide has ever seen. All right. This is where it kicks off. All right, good, because we only got five minutes left. I'm Are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, there's not much time left anyway. Um, Edwin, first, oops, uh, blah, 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 blah. Edwin first sought refuge in an alley. But Can I was, just say, this would make a fantastic film. It really would. Like, even a silent film with, the, you know, all the fast-moving stuff. Oh, but anyway, yeah. he first uh, went to an alley, uh, but was followed by police and uh, a crowd of people. Um, he ended up, he seemed to trap but he scaled a five-metre wall wow. at the end of okay. the laneway to escape. On the other side, he was soon spotted by hundreds of other yelling pursuers uh, who had joined in the hunt. It was a carnival-like atmosphere. Hang on. It was a carnival-like atmosphere yes. for people chasing him down, like, I, like presumably... There's no telly yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, but, but presumably it's like a lynch mob... Yeah, because they're all—they all know that he's stolen from the king. They're chasing and no, 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 no one knows. Most of the people in the mob don't know he's stolen. They're so, just like so we're the, finding a guy. So they're, they're, we're just chasing someone. We're just chasing someone. It's 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 yeah yeah. <laughs> it's, the other, it's, the other 19, it's the other nineteen people that were snubbed for the masseuse job. Because at this time, only 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 thirty-five people living in South Australia, and they were like. What, he didn't do a good job? Fuck that guy. That was my job. And they're all just like, and just chasing it. I really want to get my hands on him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll show, I'll show them what a real masseuse can do. Yeah. Duke of, Duke of Edinburgh, I actually prefer the Duke of New York. You know why? Why? He had 10,000 men. Oh. That joke I did plan and no one laughed. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, the crowd was growing. 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 But, growing. But not everyone knew what was actually going on. But... Everyone's like, hey, here's a bit of fun. Riot, let's go for it. So, but again, so just so we're clear, people saw someone getting chased yep. and they were like, fuck it, I'm in. Yep. That turned into a carnival like atmosphere. Yeah, well. So, like, people were like, hey, roll up, roll up. Like, <laughs> get your watermelons. And, like, you know, like, there was like streamers and balloons <laughs> and people, there's like a guy with an elephant in the background and it's like, just a bit of fun. Okay. Look, there Just wasn't much. Fun. There was much to do in 1867. Okay. So chasing a guy is probably the best thing. Yeah, fair enough. But because people Hang didn't on, there know, there wasn't much to do in Adelaide <laughs> in, 18, in 1867. Well, some things never change. Oh, I love Adelaide, by the way. Um, but anyway, we disagree with because that. it was d- becoming much more disorganised as a mob. 
people were just grabbing random guys who so weren't. People, people, some of the people that were selling stuff at this carnival <laughs> didn't happen. Didn't 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 have licenses for the stuff that they were selling. Who would have thought? It was. It was. But it it's was essentially the Garden of Unearthly Delights, is what we're, we're okay, describing right. right now. That's that's where we get the term. So basically, what happened is the mob was growing and growing to hundreds. Members of the mob didn't know what was going on. They were just grabbing random guys who weren't part of the mob. Brilliant. Beating the shit out of the guy Fair and enough. be like, "Oh, we found him! We found him!" And then police had to divert the chase from. Edwin, to the people who were just bashing the other guys. We're looking for a creepy, effeminate weirdo. <laughs> and it just turns out that in the mid-19th century, there were lots of people that, looked, that fit the bill. So, Edwin had cleared the crowd, but he was absolutely exhausted. He knew he couldn't keep running, so he hid in the thick bushes behind the fence of the chief secretary's garden. Go on. <laughs> Can you just read that line again? He hid in the thick bushes of the secretary's garden. Okay, he knew he couldn't keep running forever, so he just hid. In he the went thick... bush diving. Okay, all right. My name is Edwin, and welcome to Jackass. He's really, turned, he's really turned his life around. <laughs> he hasn't done that in a while. But anyway, uh, he heard the din of the crowd grow steadily closer, and he knew it was only a matter of time before he was going to be discovered. Finally, the searchers came looking for him through the garden gate and but, began but to poke... But they don't know who they're looking for, so he could have just been like, he went that way! <laughs> yeah, I'm just a guy hanging out in the bushes. Yeah, you know? like, let's catch him, the, <laughs> the bastard. I can't believe he robbed the king. <laughs> what a dick. Oh, what are all these jewels going? Yeah, yeah. These, oh, these are just my regular jewels. He must have dropped these. I'll keep them for safekeeping and give them back to the king. I'm going this way. He went that way. Like, wait, it, I don't see what the problem is. He's hiding in a fucking bush. People don't know who he is. They're just running in a crowd. He was still dressed in like a government house uniform. So a few people knew we're looking for a guy in a government house uniform. Take it off. <laughs> well, that's what he wanted to do. Oh, but okay, he hadn't made, enough, it, he yeah. hadn't made it to the city it's baths It's the mid-19th yet. century. You can't just take it off unless you're in the bathhouse. Yeah, or the Adelaide Fringe, and apparently. And inspecting someone's bunions. <laughs> so they searched the bushes and miraculously they didn't find him. Oh, he's, but he's slipped away again. He has slipped away again. But just Slippery as he was fucker. congratulating himself on not being found, a young boy... <laughs> well done. <laughs> You've not been found. <laughs> a young boy ducked his head into the bushes, came face to face with Edwin. He gasped. And, took and a that f- young boy grew up to be... No, go on. Bevan Von Einem. <laughs> <laughs> Bevan Spencer Von Einem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. It's Adelaide. What do you expect? That's the bit that you're upset about. <laughs> it's been so much more. Oh. But you anyway. A, you make one pedophile murderer joke <laughs> at the end of your fringe show and people are upset. The boy cried, he's in here. He's in here. I found him. He probably didn't have a voice. He's in here. He's in here. I found him. Which is similar things that were cried when Spencer Von Arnold. Hey, go on. <laughs> Edwin then made a dash for freedom, running towards the garden gate, but he found the opening blocked by a policeman. Turning in his, tra- turning in his tracks, he ran for a fence and knocked over a few people trying to grab him. He scrambled to the top of the fence, jumped the fence, and got lost in the crowd once again. But Which is what he should have done from the start. I know, I know. He's an idiot. Um, but it's, people weren't smart back in the day. No, well... People were not smart. In, yeah, people weren't smart back in the day. <laughs> Go on. However, he was too tired by this full point, and eventually he was tackled to the ground by three men, which he probably... Which he was like, well, (laughs) go on then. Every cloud. Um, I surrender, (laughs) I surrender. Which uh, is still uh, behind a chapel, the Wesleyan Chapel, which is actually still on Archer Street in North Adelaide. So he ran from here. 
right. to North Adelaide with hundreds of people chasing him. This happened on the streets we are actually sitting on at the moment, which is okay. amazing. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But anyway... Um, Why don't... Like, see, things like this, this is the kind of thing that you should build a festival around, like doing a recreation that's of it. this kind of event. Like, you know, s- someone who has been convicted of a crime... <laughs> let's say, like, someone has been convicted of theft... And, like, they go to Yatler and they're like, all right, um, this guy. And they, go, they approach the guy in the cell and they're like, look, uh, it's coming up to... Um, chase season. Yeah, chase season. Um, and you've been randomly selected. <laughs> now, you've got t- seven years left on your sentence because you stole something of significant value, something that was, you know, a- almost, you know, royal value. <laughs> and um, so here's your options. You can serve out your seven years or a mob of people will chase you from, <laughs> from Adelaide to North Adelaide. And if they, if they catch you, they can, like, you know, beat you and whatever. Um, and um, it's just, like, part of an annual tradition. I would be down for that. And, like, television crews come down and, you know, like, whatever. That's it. And it's, it's, it's like in, it's if like he in makes developing it... countries where they have, like, a, a, a specific saint that they, like, bring out the corpse every year and they yep. carry it through the streets and people are like, oh. <laughs> and they, they put it back in, and they put it back in the ground and then they just wait another 12 months and do it again. Yeah. It's like that. Yep. But like we give them the option that if they escape, if they get away, that's they're it. done. Yeah, they're, they're I would sentence, be down for that. Their sentence gets wiped off. I and think it's only fair. Do you think it would like who'd be up for that? Who'd be up for that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. Just looking at you guys, none of you guys could run from here to North Adelaide. I'm just saying. And yeah, <laughs> and it's it's so it's, it's kind of like like the Christmas pageant. Like yeah. It's, it's, an inter, it's an international event, but it, you know, like we basically give a person the opportunity to run for freedom. All right. But the manhunt was over, and police took charge of and immediately uh, dispersed the crowd. The craziest chase that Adelaide has ever seen was over. It is recorded that the chase lasted anywhere between half an hour to three hours. Okay. Yeah, so it was a big what? chase. It was on. Could you run from here to Adelaide, North Adelaide in half an hour? Yes. Okay. No, could you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dear God, no. But anyway, right. I think we should make a tradition. On the 15th of November, every year, we yep. run from uh, Grenfell Street to North Adelaide yeah. to the chapel yep. and have a beer in Edwin's memory. I think, anyway. I think that's a great idea. Anyway, a few... we, we make it an annual event, like a little festival thing? We yeah, could, I think get so. A, get you guys going. in? You guys down? Come on. Yeah. All, right, All right, cool. See you in summer. Um, a few days later, Prince Alfred left Adelaide. He left SA with a very positive impression. We only got a few <laughs> minutes left. Saying in a letter... I got my stuff back and I... <laughs> I gotta say, sticky fingers or not, he did a fantastic job. <laughs> look at look look at these roots. Look you see, I've seen roots like this. Look how perfectly shampooed I am. <laughs> and you know, if 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 he'd just asked me, I would have given it to him for, <laughs> for the work he was doing. It was absolutely fantastic. He wrote a letter to the press. I have. I'll, I'll do the voice uh, now. Oh, whingy letter to the. No, he. You know. Oh. I have noticed in Adelaide an absence of the poor and rowdy class, so numerous elsewhere. Yeah, we actually didn't tell him about the robbery and the all-out riot that happened because of him. So we kind of kept that on the down low. Where's that chap that used to come and (laughs) clean my hair and also attend to my other needs? (laughs) Is he he still around? Oh, no, he he, he had to go home, sir. He was sick. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um... What about the other 19 people that applied for the job? (laughs) The Royal Tour of Australia didn't get any better for Prince Alfred. His next stop was Melbourne, so obviously. All downhill. downhill. Um, And they nicked the Grand Prix. (laughs) 
So who's the real thief here? Yeah, is what that's we're right. saying. There we go. Yeah, and that's the point of the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the next stop was Melbourne, where he actually witnessed several riots and the death of a child in front of him. Um, Fucking hell! That took a <laughs> turn. <laughs> Jesus. Then, but, okay, like, like wanking off the king jokes are funny, <laughs> but like dead kid jokes, not oh. so, not as funny. No worries. Uh, stick around for our next episode. Come back tomorrow night if you want to hear about the family murders. It's going to be an all-out riot. Uh, he then went off to Sydney. Yeah, it didn't get any better, did it? Oh. Where, where he was shot while he was having a picnic. What? <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is getting wanked off by a weirdo and then robbed was the highlight of his trip to Australia. That's exactly right. In Adelaide, we do it right. Sensational. <laughs> Outstanding. A level of class and sophistication that you just don't find in the other states. <laughs> he was shot in Sydney, but luckily he survived. As for Edwin, he was not so lucky. They searched his house and found a hoard of stolen goods. Pikey bastard. <laughs> Everything. I'm from Birmingham, what do you expect? Don't fuck with the peaky blinders. <laughs> I actually went to Birmingham on a uh, bus. And Poor you. Yeah. Just no, no, no. Oh, my God. Um, and we actually couldn't stop in Birmingham because there were riots happening at that time, so we had to drive through Birmingham. So that's all I know about Someone Birmingham. Someone had stolen something from the king, I assume. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. They found things in his house, everything from combs and simple garden tools uh, up until uh, pairs of... Lotion, a lot of lotion. <laughs> uh, tissues, pairs of trousers... Oven. How did he get pairs of trousers, by the way, is what I want to know. I think he went to the city baths and like some poor guy has to come out with no pants <laughs> he's on. Like, he's like, I can fix your bunions. Let me just go get my stuff. And they're like, oh, he did an amazing job on my bunions, but I'm pretty sure he stole my trousers. <laughs> it's a long walk home from here. Uh, Got to go all the way to North Adelaide. But he found, um, they also found ovens, chairs and expensive, yeah, I know. How do you steal an oven? I don't know. And expensive jewellery. Edwin Turner Osbaldiston was found guilty on several counts of burglary and sentenced to seven years hard labour. What? Yeah. Hang on. Seven years. He stole, stole expensive jewellery, ovens, yep. and other miscellaneous goods, and also like... He was he, essentially running his own st- cash converters, st- I yeah, think. Stole from, the, <laughs> stole from the king, and he, o- like, and he only got seven years. Yeah. In the mid-19th century. I would have thought he would just... They would have just, just killed him. him. Yeah. yeah, I know. But they didn't. How civilised. It's not entirely... Well, we do it right in Adelaide, I must yeah, say. That's... I'm not entirely sure how long Edward spent in prison because records are a little muddy. Uh, but some years later... He slipped out of a window. I, I actually think he may have because yeah. only a few years later he appeared in Christchurch after stealing a wo- uh, woman's coat. Klepto. Is it actually He's an actual klepto. Yeah. Um, and he was eventually reco- last recorded in... Taking up residence in San Francisco. All right. Where he could... Well, th- well, if you know anything about San Francisco, there are definitely no wanking off other men <laughs> in San Francisco. So he picked, he picked the wrong place to settle down. <laughs> and Tom and everyone here, that is the story of Edwin Turner Osbaldiston. Thank you very much. He lived right here. I'm not joking. He All lived right, right here. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a laugh. Have a lol. It's out of lol. Thank you very much. We are back here tomorrow night with a brand new story, if you are keen, and we are at the Chateau Apollo on March the 18th, which is going to be our biggest show ever. So we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you all. We know it's not easy to get out um, to the city at this time of year, but thank you all. Thanks to Liam, the sound guy. How thanks, was... And a big thank you to Claire, who uh, was on the door. Big thank you to tickets. Claire thank on the much. door. 
And um, thank you to the Crown and Anchor. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. You're come have a, come have a beer with us. Please. See you later. See you guys. Thanks.